1: What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way. Make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show but before we do any of that though let's get into the cowboys draft uh let me say hi to adc sports draft analyst and the recently i mean how, how do i put it the recent order of the 2023 tyler browning draft guide tyler
0: how are you doing man welcome into the show i'm doing good man it's uh it's peaceful to be done in this class. Now I can just sit back, relax, watch how wrong I was on through this weekend, and yep. watch everyone get mad at my evaluations.
1: <laughs> That's the way to go. That's the way to go. By the way, if you want to check out Tyler's draft guide, you can do so over at his Twitter account. So make sure you go into at Davidic Tyler, and then you can find uh, he has it linked there in his top tweet. It is completely free, by the way. So... Uh, make sure you go check it out. He's got his top 100 board and everything. How many
0: players? How many players did you look at, Tyler, this year? Um, full evaluations. I did 126. I was hoping to get to 150, but things slowed down. Film access didn't turn out to be what I intended. But out of like players I have an idea on, I'd say I'm probably around 142 ish.
1: That's that's a big number. That's a big, big number. So we're going to dive into some of the players that, of course, interest the Cowboys. We're going to talk about some of the latest draft buzz as well. So you can consider this your complete preview for the 2023 NFL Draft going into Thursday. Shout out to everyone who is joining the show. We've got Toxic Tom, Jameson. We've got Mark Aaron, Charlene Evans already with our happy birthday wishes as well. And let me tell you, the, the guy that started this whole thing, is right here. It's Tyler. He started the whole thing. <laughs> Shout out to you, sir. So let's get it started. Let's get right into the thick of it. I wanted to start you off with a big question. As of right now, and this is more of what you are expecting the Cowboys to do rather than what you would rather do. Uh, but as of right now, what is your best bet for the Cowboys pick at 26th
0: overall in the first round? See, this is tricky. Like, this is the one year, like I've said it multiple times, this is the most under wraps I feel a Cowboys first-round pick has been since I can remember. Yeah. So, like, I'm not sure they're, like, even down to a certain name yet, but if I had to place money on something, honestly, I'm probably doing Michael Meyer right now.
1: And I think that is pretty fair. I think that is pretty fair. I agree with you with the fact that the Cowboys have been way more quiet And it goes back to free agency as well. Even before free agency, like the coaching firings happened from one moment to another. We didn't know anything about it. And then they fired multiple coaches. Uh, We know about it now, like Skip Pitt, uh, obviously they fired Joe Philbin. They had uh, George Edwards moved on. He he wasn't renewed uh, either. So a lot of surprising moves in the coaching world. And then you trade for Brandon Cooks. No one knew about it. You traded for Stephon Gilmore knew about it either and i agree with you on michael meyer here is my my uh reasoning for that i do think that the cowboys look at tight end as a big time need and also i think the tight ends might be there at 26th do you agree with that do you think that the tight ends might be there and i'm gonna do a spoiler alert here of your draft guide but or hi sir on michael meyer you have him at 6th overall for the on your board
0: yeah so Meyer and Washington like we talked about this a bit pre-show like they're realistically not that far off like in my eyes like really what separated them was marginal points on pretty much every category I mean the big area that Meyer had on Washington I believe it was route running and that was like a point and a half had on them darnell washington like he'll come in and he'll be the better blocker right away but myers still has some flashes i mean i really liked Meyer. what will he be there he's more likely to be there than Bijan, in my opinion
1: all right okay yeah i agree i agree with that yeah i think that Bijan robinson is going to be off the board pretty quickly even though cowboys twitter or nfl draft twitter might hate the idea uh, entirely, but speaking of Meyer, like we we've heard a lot of the buzz right now. Like Dane Brugler said on his mock draft that one source told him that they're not passing on him. Uh, Matt Miller had something similar on his mock. Uh, Mel Kiper had something similar on his. So it does sound like they like him. Uh, I think it was there was another NFL insider. I think it was Mike Gallik who tweeted, or or Jardy Mike Jardy who tweeted that the league thinks that twenty sixth overall is the floor for for Meyer. What, what about Meyer? Is it just the blocking that makes him the immediate fit with what the Cowboys want? Because I think that we don't have a similar conversation about Dalton Kincaid because he's perceived as the obvious pass catcher, the receiver option. But is it just the blocking that, in your opinion, kind of makes Meyer the
0: fit with the Cowboys, or is it something else? I'd say, like, I don't necessarily agree with it. I don't think they're really in love with athletic freaks like Darnell Washington. Like, I think they're more sold on their old reliable, for lack of a better term, with guys like Jason Witten, Dalton Schultz. Like, they've shown they could have success in that offense. And I think that's what Michael Meyer brings. I mean, he has some drop concerns, but for the most part, he has reliable hands. He, has, he could improve as a blocker, but he's capable. Has a good frame, can extend his hands away from his catch and make tough catches. Reliable, very reliable middle of field target. He's played some special teams. He's been deployed in line, out wide as a receiver. Uh, he's flexible in the hips. A very good vertical threat. Not a great athlete, so he's not going to offer you a ton after the catch, but I think they just see the safe guy in Meyer, and that's what would have them taking him over Washington.
1: Are you concerned at all? I don't know if you heard Bobby Bell's segment on this, on 105.3 The Fan, but he discussed several things about players comparable to Michael Meyer, and he was like kind of discussing the idea that maybe Meyer was not made, maybe from an athletic standpoint and measurables, For the NFL, do you agree with that? Like, what what is the concern there? Because Michael Myers doesn't look like a small guy or anything like that. So I I don't know if there is something there that that could be a concern for for other people. Toxic Tom, for example, brings up the fact that he was the focal point on the Notre Dame offense and he constantly produced. And I would add, Notre Dame likes their tight ends and they have produced a lot of NFL talent as of late, so I do think that it matters that he gets there to the Fighting Irish and he becomes the instant starter, the standout for the team. I think all of that matters for sure. So I don't know
0: where you land on that. Yeah, I mean Meyer didn't wow me athletically off film. Like he looked like a very middle of the road, like a little above middle of the road athlete. He got a 8.08 on RAS, so. It's not bad, but it's also not elite. It ranked 197th out of 1,020 tight ends from 1987 to 2023, so decent there. I mean, but his weight 249, I think it says? um, He could stand to add some sand to the pants, but, I mean, really, if the Cowboys are using him, they're going to be using him as a receiver in year one while he develops more as a blocker he's not a perfect blocker by any measure. So like if you give him time, like if I remember correctly, I don't think Dalton Schultz was all that great a blocker coming out. Like he was fine, but nothing he was by the end of his tenure.
1: Nah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. And I thought, I always thought that Dalton Schultz was even a little bit underrated when it comes to, when he came to his blocking, because people kind of criticized him for that a lot, but he, he was a willing blocker and he kind of got the job done a lot of the time. So Interesting take there. Uh interesting comment that you made. Like maybe the Cowboys are gonna use him more as a receiver in, in year one, you think while well, he develops a blocker in the NFL. I, I wouldn't expect that out of uh, out of Michael Meyer. I wouldn't have expected that out of Michael Meyer.
0: Yeah, I mean, like honestly, like it what it comes down to is he's better as a receiver right now. Like he has flashes as a blocker, but he's not consistent. Uh he blocks a lot better against secondary players who have the defensive linemen because secondary players don't have strength defensive linemen do but they are more nimble which is interesting so i mean he lets defenders get their hands into him too often for my liking so he did show improvement from 21 to 22 so he has shown development but i mean there's no reason to say he can't develop more
1: yeah so if you were the gm of the dallas cowboys And we're going to give you the the draft card. But we tell you, Tyler, you can only do a tight end. That is the one condition. And everyone is on the board, too. I know Meyer is number six on your board. But I also know that you were telling us that the difference between him and and Washington is too slim. And people say that Washington is this freak that can develop into something really special. Some people are already comparing him to, to Ronkowski, maybe with the size and everything. Uh, maybe being that red zone target that no one can touch. Who whose name do you write down on that card if you're given the chance and you're told only tight ends, man?
0: Let me ask you this: Is my job safe if he busts?
1: Yeah, because we we run we run things without loss aversion around around my fictional Cowboys team.
0: Hey, if my job is safe, give me Darnell Washington. His ceiling is astronomical and everything like freak athlete. Yeah. Give me him, but. If my job's on the line, like, I'm going to go for the ceiling and uh, floor and mire.
1: That makes sense. Now, if the Cowboys do not pick a tight end in round one, it does seem like, and and maybe this is my impression of what the insiders are kind of suggesting with their mocks and what they also talked about on today's presser, because the Cowboys had their pre-draft presser, by the way, today, in case you didn't check it out, make sure you do so, or go to adcsports.com. And check out what uh, Matthew Lennox was on it. He, he put out multiple articles about it. So, shout out to him. Go check out what was said on that presser. But I will say this uh, does seem like if the Cowboys do not pick a tight end in round one, they are very likely to do so in round two. Uh, let, let's talk about one of those names that you think maybe is not getting enough buzz, or maybe you think it's, he's getting too much buzz. Like, what are your expectations? For tight ends in round two what could the cowboys get on that front and i ask this because it feels like they really want one like it feels like they really really want a tight end so
0: what's interesting about this like the drop off from a michael Meyer or darnell washington is a bigger drop off uh or wait let me see if i read this right sorry um Yeah, it's a bigger drop-off than it would be from those tier one guys to tier two, like Luke Musgrave, Sam LaPorta. Yeah. And it would be as a drop-off from Sam LaPorta, Luke Musgrave, to guys like Cameron Lotz, who was someone else like that in round three.
1: Oh, so for you, you have like a tier one and then big drop-off to tier two and the same for
0: tier three? So right now it would be Michael Meyer and Darnell Washington – Kincaid is up there, but injury concerns. Then I'd say there's a tier, and it'd be Tucker Craft, Luke Luke Musgrave. Then a smaller tier drop-off to Cameron Latu, Sam Laporta, Luke Schoonmaker. So that's how I have my tight ends ranked.
1: Who is one one guy that you think fit what the Cowboys want on their tight ends in round two? Like, specifically the fit.
0: In round two...
1: Yeah, talking about that wide tight end that we know the Cowboys kind of want. And I ask this because, like, I asked a former NFL scout this early, earlier today, and he told me, I don't know McCarthy's version extremely well, but I can speak to Andy Reid's a little bit better, and the Y can be a really advantageous chess piece in it because of matchup reasons in coverage. You can line great ones up all across the formation and use it to give Prescott free information pre-snap so that his post-snap process is streamlined. Uh, you can see the way Andy Reid and Doc Peterson use their tight ends, and it has played a massive role in the success they've had with the quarterbacks as coaches. Like, if you want that out of your tight end, what, uh, who do you think could be that for the Cowboys in round two?
0: In round two, I would probably have to go with Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State. He's an adequate route runner. He's not the best, could use improvement, but he has soft, reliable hands. He strikes a bit low with his hands when he's blocking, but he keeps them between the shoulder pads, so that's good. Uh, He's shown the ability to lock out the defender. Um, He can hang on to catches through contact, uh, use his body well on underthrown balls to maximize his catching window. He's been used split out wide, in-line roll. He took a reverse. um, Played some special teams. He's shown the ability to crash down and handle a five tech uh, against a three four. Uh, he's a reliable seam threat and middle of the field guy. Like, I'm not in love with the idea of a tight end round two, but if you the Cowboys love him, like, I wouldn't hate it.
1: That's interesting because Luke Musgrave has been like this riser right throughout the draft process. I think that we've kind of seen him get towards near the the top of the second round in many of the mocks. So I would be very intrigued to see where he ends up falling. Now, that is talking about the tight ends. And, and we'll get back to the pass catchers in a in a little bit here when we get to the wide receivers. But I want to talk about the offensive line as well because it's been so weird to me, this whole draft process. It felt it feels to me, and grinding the mucks kind of confirms this by looking at the graphs. Steve Avila, Osiris Torrance were kind of both expected to go. Late in the first, and then they've both kind of dropped lately to the second round in many of these mocks. But there's also guys like Darnell Wright, who could be in the picture for the Cowboys, and we know that maybe they like him. He was a he was a 30 visit. Uh James Later singled him out as someone that they could like to, uh, alongside Bijan Robinson and Michael Meyer. My my question would be: who do you see in that range? maybe besides Torrance and Avila, which other offensive linemen could be there for the Cowboys
0: to grab at 26 that you would like? So at 26, like I have, I don't think I've seen a mock before 26 yet, but honestly, like I'd be fine with Anton Harrison, tackle out of Oklahoma, comes from a pass-heavy scheme. He's a good player. The only thing if you take him is, what are your plans with tyron smith like is he just gonna wait till he gets hurt Where is tyler smith playing in the meantime like do you you see harrison at right tackle do you see harrison at right tackle uh i would say yeah let me see which one he played for the most part because
1: one one thing that i am assuming one thing that i am assuming for the cowboys is that tyler is the left no matter what and this is just my theory uh Obviously, they keeping they're keeping things on their wraps, so you never know. But it just sounds to me like that they, they are ready to move on with Tyler at left tackle and then have Tyron take over right tackle or maybe ride the bench, even if Durant still is ready to go to go. So I just wonder where would Anton Harrison fit in in the the, the plans for the Cowboys
0: moving forward.
1: So Harrison
0: played predominantly left tackle. Um so there would be need to uh, flip an adjustment over to right. Um, but, I mean, you really don't know with offensive linemen how they're going to pan out when they switch sides. Like, we see some people do it seamlessly. We see a lot of people struggle. Um, yeah. I really like Darnell Wright. I wasn't high on him in the beginning, but I talked with the guy in the NFL. He told me things to look out for. I really came around on him, but thing is, again, like, is he playing guard for you? Is he playing right tackle? Like, yeah. The Cowboys have questions about their starting offensive line. Like, they have the players. It's just who's going to play where, and for how long with injuries.
1: And I was I was going to ask you about right because he he has certainly generated a lot of buzz as of, late, as of late. And I even have my question that he will make it to twenty sixth because he's he's rising in many of these mock drafts. I would kind of like to see him. Edgar, he's one of the players that I, you know, kind of watched casually, and he's a force, man. Like, he's huge, and I would love to see him use that from the inside. I I would love to, to, to see him do that, but I don't know, like, how would that look from the left guard spot? Because obviously, the right guard spot is taken care of.
0: Yeah, and I mean, him learning behind a guy like Zach Martin, like, that would be a kickstart to his career like no other, like... Darnell Wright is a bully, and his tape against Will Anderson might be some of the best tape in this entire class. He put on a show against him.
1: I'm I was, I'm interested in, in that. L- let me get your thoughts on this. Dane Brugler and Brandon Thorne discussed this on the Athletic Football Show, and I don't remember who said it, but one of one of them too said that everyone's talking about the Will Anderson game for, for Darnell Wright but that how maybe that was a good matchup for Wright because Anderson wants to to use that power on you. But maybe if he faces like kind of this bend the edge rusher that can't that can get around you, maybe that could be trouble for Dar- Darnold Wright. So I want to get your thoughts on that because it feels to me like every draft show that you tune into or everyone that talks about Darnold Wright brings up the Will Anderson game because that is the, the peak of, of his career right in Tennessee. So what do you think? Can he handle those edgy guys uh on the edge, obviously? So
0: that's what's that's what originally had me so wishy washy on right. Like he put on one of the best performances against a top five player in this draft by many people, but he struggled against BJ Ogelari, the bendy edge at LSU. Yeah. He didn't do that well. Like he did he held his own on a number of occasions, but there's definitely room for improvement. Like what I did is I went back and watched more games after the LSU one to see how he bounced back throughout the year. And he did well. Like I'm not sure he really faced another bendy edge rusher like BJ Ola But I'm sure he took that to the film rooms. Like, I'm not gonna get beat like this again. Like, I'm not when that happened to me. So I'm willing to bank on that he learned from it as a player and it's like taking it upon himself like I can't lose these types of guys again.
1: Yeah. I'm going to open up a quick parenthesis here and I'm going to say I'm just now realizing that I'm above your name and you're above my name. But <laughs> it, it, It's too late to change it or or should I change it? I, I don't know at this point. I, I'm going to leave it as is. We're, we're going to leave some mystery to the whole show. Uh, We're going to get into some co- – uh, QA as well towards the end of the show, but shout out to the people who are tuning in right now. Chris says, Darnell did a great job on Will Anderson. Uh, someone else mentioned that you, you play him at guard if you take Darnell Wright, says Nicholas, you take him at guard. Uh, that guru says, Is Darnell Wright the next coming of Martelius Bennett? Wait,
0: Bennett was said, end,
1: right, yeah, yeah, uh, uh. I'm wondering what what guru means there. <laughs> Let's Not see. Too sure. Yeah, uh, guru. If you if you want to clear that up for us, Toxic Thompson's breaking news mode. The Yankees look like ass. Yeah, it's been a it's been a bad bad few days for for the Yankees for sure. The Rangers. Oh, man. All right. All right. Oh, Toxic Tom. That he says Washington. Oh, Darnold Washington. The next coming. Oh. Martellus Bennett. Do you like that comp?
0: I mean, it's not awful. Like I'm a person who doesn't like comparisons in general because yeah. one, I suck at them, so I'm not going to do them. if I'm <laughs> bad at them. So, but I mean, I've definitely heard worse comparisons.
1: Yeah, okay, that makes sense. It, it makes sense that that it was Washington. Everyone's telling us that he he meant Washington. That makes a whole lot sense. Yeah. Uh, a whole lot more sense. Anyways, uh, one more question though for offensive linemen: Avila and Torrance. Dropping in recent mock drafts, how does that make you uh, – do you agree with that? Are you kind of surprised by that? Do you think one of them is still going to go super high come draft day?
0: Honestly, like, Bielo was low too for me. Like, he shouldn't have been getting round one hype for me. Uh, he needs to work as a pass protector. He doesn't have any advanced uh, pass sets like snatch trap. And if you don't know what that is, it's like when a defender gets his hands in your chest – you smash down with your wrist, displacing their hands to get their hands off you. Uh, he lacks a fair amount of power. Doesn't identify what defenses are doing with the rushes. Like there are certain twists. Like if you're watching as a fan, like you can be like, okay, I know what's coming from this. Like you've seen your team do it a hundred times. Yeah, Avila doesn't really have a lot of that yet. Um, he's he's fine. Like, but he's not someone that's. I'm interested in spending our round one pick on when I expect that person to be a plug and play starter.
1: Interesting. Uh, looking forward to seeing how they go. Would you mind one of them at twenty-six? Uh,
0: Torrance, I would not. I would need to see the board, but if they were yeah. white, he was the best player like on their board, and mine's gonna be way different. But I, I could get, be convinced into Torrance at twenty-six.
1: All right, that's perfect. That's perfect. Let's talk about everyone's favorite position. Let's talk about the wide receivers because, man, there are a lot of them. And I'm, I'm kind of expecting at least two of their top 30 visits to be there. Like, I, I would expect Hyatt to be there, Quentin Johnson to be there, or maybe one of the two only. Say Flowers could also be there. Uh, basically, wh- who's the one guy? that you think the Cowboys would take at 26th overall? Because Flowers, obviously, very good route runner, but he's small, right? And Quentin Johnson and Jalen Hyatt maybe are not as refined as say Flowers is, but they've got the size. So it's kind of like a very, very contrasting scenario there for the wide receivers. Who do you think they would get? Because all of them, all of those three are bests. And we're going to rule out jackson smith and Jigba because he is he's not making it he's not making it he stole my answer i was gonna
0: say that's the obvious one
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it feels like everyone kind of agrees now that he's the he's a top guy <laughs> there have been some reports to the contrary but i don't see him making it out of the top 20
0: yeah i literally wrote my notes like the obvious answer it's jason if he's there it's another cd lamb situation you
1: <laughs> yeah. Turn
0: that card in, and you don't mm-hmm. look back.
1: Yeah. I would I would love like if that happened how you configure your offense because you probably want JSN to man the slot and that's where CD Lamb thrived last year. So yep. you're going to you're going to push him outside. How is that going to look and how is he going to fare like talking about CD Lamb here on the outside only or almost
0: exclusively. So that that would be pretty intriguing. And that brings into my only answer, my only other receiver with first-round grade, Jordan Addison. Like, All right. Where do you play him? Like, he played a lot of slot. We know C.D. homes in the slot. Addison has the release packages to be press, so I think he can handle playing on the outside. But as we know, and I'm sure every other fan, like what the Cowboys think and what you think are two different things. So
1: there's yeah. no telling,
0: but – Addison is the really only other receiver that I would pick without thinking at 26. Like Quentin Johnson, maybe, but it would require some thought.
1: Oh, that that actually surprises me a little bit. Those are your only two first-round graded wideouts?
0: Yes, Jordan Addison and Jackson Smith and Jay Watt are only only two firsts. I'm curious, who do you got uh, as second-rounders? Quentin Johnson is 3rd Josh Downs is fourth, Tyler Scott is fifth, Rasheed Rice is sixth, Parker Washington is seventh, Jalen Hyatt is eighth, and Marvin Mims is ninth. And then Zay Flowers is tenth.
1: Zay Flowers is pretty low compared to the consensus. What What do you not like, or or at least not as much as the
0: consensus about Flowers? So the thing with Flowers is. And I very well may get burned for it, but I'm going off of draft history. His hype really blew up after the Senior Bowl. And that's a setting where receivers are designed to win. They're designed to make the highlight plays, Twitter-worthy post that gets all traction. And we see it every year. We saw it, uh, I can't, can't remember the list off my head, Um I'm blanking. I literally did this list yesterday, but there's short slot guys in the receiver, a senior bowl every year who make a splash worthy plays and get tons of traction, get shot up in the first round of mocks, and they really never go there in the NFL draft. Like, Could I be wrong this year? Absolutely. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I could very well eat my words here, but I just don't love a first round player on film from what I saw.
1: Okay, that, that makes a lot of sense. And hey, that is a part of the of the fun of the NFL draft, right? Being being right about some players and being wrong about some of them. That is part of the fun. Uh Toxic Tom says, say is Moe's height. <laughs> Can have the lollipop guild as our wide receiver corp, says Toxic Tom. Man, I, I doubt that that he is my height. He he is probably significantly taller, taller than me, because I'm I'm short. Sure. Tank Dell is his leap versus Mark Aaron. You mentioned Tyler Scott pretty high. Is he a sleeper for you?
0: I don't know if you can classify him as a sleeper. Like, he gained a lot of hype going as the combine. Like, I think his combine testing, like, didn't light the world on fire like many were expecting. But he's a good player. And, like, I mean, honestly, like, I don't see him getting past round three at the latest.
1: Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Now... The Cowboys, I I don't know if you caught that part of last night's episode of ADC Sports Dallas Primetime, but Brian Broaddus was asked about how does he think the board could look like for the Cowboys in round two when it came to wide receivers. And he had Cedric Tillman, he had Marvin Mims, he had Mingo, and he had Rasheed Rice. And I kind of talked about how three of those players have the size. What is one big wide receiver that you would love to see in Dallas in either round two or maybe even round three? Like, let's let's open it up to, to day two in general.
0: Who's one big wide out that you would like to see in Dallas? So the interesting thing with a lot of these names, she Rice, 36th percentile for height. Parker Washington, 9th percentile for height. Marvin Mims, 27th percentile for height. Cedric Tillman, 81st percentile for height. So, if you're looking at size, Tillman's your answer. Who I would choose out of him, it's she Rice. Like, his blocking, like, I know that's not a big thing for block receivers, but his blocking is the best out of any receiver I've ever watched. Like, he puts legit effort into it. He's physical. He bullies defenders. Like, he's a phenomenal blocker. He uh, needs to be better about beating press, um, and he can struggle with bringing in balls away from his frame. But he's a sudden route runner, he knows how to attack the defender and get their flips to hip the opposite way. Uh, decent yak ability, great ball tracker, gets his top gear quickly. He's using the slot and outside. Rasheed Rice is like my guy, but if you're going for height, it's definitely Tillman.
1: Sack uh, said, Quentin Johnson, hands down. Stephen White says Cedric Tillman is the choice. Mark goes with Mingo. What's a, what happened with Rice? Like it felt to me like early in the draft process, everyone was pretty high on Rasheed Rice, and then I felt like that has dropped as we have gotten closer and closer to the NFL draft. What is the reason behind kind of like that drop? And maybe maybe it's just my
0: perception. I don't know if you agree with me. I mean, like, to an extent, I would agree. Like, I haven't seen him as high up in as many mock drafts, but I'm also not actively looking at every player in mock drafts. Okay. I'm just Like, really looking for Cowboys picks and things like that, things I can get content out of, things like that. But, I mean, what I would say, it's like, I think it's just like he's becoming sort of a stale name. Like, he doesn't do anything great that will make him, like, first round player, so players are just getting a bit washed under media landscape like if he doesn't do anything great how can i get content out of him so that's would be my guess i'm not totally positive on that but he's a fairly well-rounded player and i would love him in dallas
1: yeah okay it is time we cannot keep avoiding the following topic and that is the topic of running backs in the first round because we have heard all about Bijan Robinson now. We have. We have heard all about him. And the conclusion is he's got it all. Like from a player perspective, he's ready to go. There are no questions about him. It's all about positional value, whether or not it would make sense. We talked about it earlier on the show. We did not see Bijan Robinson being there at 26th overall. However, Jameer Gibbs has also been gaining some some traction here. As we get closer and closer to the to Thursday, and Gibbs is kind of like everywhere from late in round one to early in round two, midway through round two. I don't think that uh, Jameer Gibbs is getting it late into round two in many of these mocks and many of the expectations. My question from me to you, and I will open it open this up to the chat as well, is: Would you like dislike or hate? Jameer Gibbs at 26th overall. Before you give me your answer, though, Tyler, and while people at home give us theirs, let me talk to you all about our friends over at freemanmazda.net because the ride of the week is here. And as always, remember that you can check out their dealership over at Urbic, Texas, Family-owned business has been so for over 65 years and you get A-plus customer service with them. And if you cannot go to the dealership, of course, check out the website over at freemanmazda.net because in there, you can browse through their wide range of new and used vehicles, go over the features of every car, pictures of the inside and outside of the vehicle. And as always, we need to talk about the ride of the week in this case. It is a 2023 Mazda CX-30 2.5S preferred all-wheel drive. This one starts at $29,820, Apple CarPlay, slash Android Auto, rain-sensing wipers, adaptive cruise control, blind spot monitor, and a miles per gallon capacity of 26 when you are in the city. That goes up to 33 when you are in the highway, so make sure you check it out and... Let us know in the chat, would you like, dislike, or hate Jameer Gibbs at 26th overall? Tyler, what is your answer to that, my
0: man? And real quick, let me go back a quick so I don't sound like a total doofus to the audience. The uh, senior bowl receivers that showed out and haven't done a ton. Calvin Austin out of Memphis. uh, Dwayne Eskridge or D Eskridge out of Western Michigan. Mm -hmm. Now with Seattle. And I mean, your best argument is really Hunter Renfro in the past three years.
1: Yeah, for the wide receiver, the the short wide receivers who thrived in in the senior bowl. Yeah, and that's like
0: going back to like we're talking about Zay Flowers. Like right now, I'm just not willing to personally bank on that. He could prove me wrong, but we'll see. And now Jameer Gibbs, this is a question.
1: All right, let, let me get this out of the way this way. Like 50, 50, 58th pick. How would you feel about it?
0: Yeah, probably be fine. Honestly, he's probably going to be the best player on my board at that point.
1: So 26th?
0: <laughs> who, who,
1: oh man, maybe, maybe this will be kind of a spoiler alert before we get to your pet cat, but who would not have to be there for you to be okay with it?
0: Who would not have to be there? Oh, that's a number of names. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Let me see here.
1: In the meantime, like we've got some of the, some of the answers here in the chat. We've got a little bit of everything. I lean toward dislike on Gibbs is toxic, like for Gilbert, uh, dislike for Katharina, Gibbs is is a baller, Stephen White, Jameer Gibbs, I would not mind, says Chris. Dislike for Ines. So it's kind of contra- a controversial prospect.
0: And yeah, that comment that he wouldn't have hurt our team, like, I don't disagree. Like, I don't think he would hurt us in any way. It's just, yeah. How much value does he really bring? Like, he's could be a Tony Pollard esque player in year one, similar to how Tony was for us. Like, that'd be very good, but. Am I willing to spend 26 on that when we have other holes? I'm not totally sure. So other players that have to be gone, Jordan Addison, Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, Michael Meyer, Darnell Washington, we can have a conversation, uh, Paris Johnson, Broderick Jones, uh, Peter Skaronsky, uh, obviously, Will Anderson, Miles Murphy, oh, Lucas yeah. Van Ness, um, I mean, Tyree Wilson, B.J. Ojolari would be a conversation. Jalen yeah. Carter would have to be gone. A player I'm higher on, Tui Pelotu, USC, he would have to be gone, which he won't be. Yeah, um, That's his oppressing name right there. Devon Witherspoon, would have to be gone. Christian Gonzalez, that's gone. Joey Porter Jr. would have to be gone. And the safety class sucked. So I don't care. Yeah.
1: All right. So I mean, the, not all of those names are going to be gone, as you said, but some, like many of them, might be gone. Like uh, obviously, talking about those that have been linked to to Dallas for the most part. Like Myers is going to be interesting. Washington is going to be interesting. So we'll see how it all kind of uh falls on the board my question for me to you and we're running late a little bit here on the show so my bad there but who's who's your pet cat at 26 like your pet cat
0: Mm. and i can be way off of consensus off this one yeah man um i mean obviously like i would love jsn but yeah
1: yeah, let's and, let's call it a, a a. I mean, you can be you can be way off the consensus, but like a realistic a, a realistic uh player that could be there at twenty sixth.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I would say Jordan Addison or Tuli Tuli Pelutu. All
1: right, I, I like I like you bringing up Jordan Addison because it feels like he could be there. Uh, Jordan Addison is everywhere in in these mock draft tests of late and on the boards as well for many of the analysts. Like, uh, I think Daniel Jeremiah has him in the top 10 or something like that. And Dane Brugler is way lower on him than that.
0: So Jordan Addison could be there. His range really like is anywhere from like 17-ish to 28. So it's like a wide spectrum, but it's not unrealistic that he's there.
1: Before we move on to our day three gauntlet, sell me sell me, Jordan Addison. Con- convince me of, of putting his name on the card.
0: Let me pull up my report here so I can get, read it to you.
1: Awesome. Because I'm I'm all for, adding for, think, pass catchers for, for Dak Prescott. Like, I'm all for that. I just wonder about, you know, who's a better option because there are likely to be so many of them. Like, there's going to be Michael Meyer, the tight ends, Darnold Washington, and there's also could be quentin johnson uh Jeline
0: hyde and all of those guys yeah so things i would say about addison he's a nuanced route runner you see him actively try to attack the defensive backs blind spots and get them to flip their hips to create the advantage for himself he works to find open windows for the qb on extended plays he's not going to offer you much as a blocker but he shows effort uh He has shown he can use his body to shield off defenders at the catch point, although his frame is small. He is rarely put in the situation to have a contested catch due to his route running. Uh, He has shown the ability to separate on deep routes. He'll give head fakes, uh, shimmy steps, and various other things that I couldn't name to disrupt the defender and gain separation. Has reliable hands, has a variety of releases and can beat press with ease. Uh, He gets top gear quickly, has shown the the ability to set up defenders to force missed tackle on open field. Doesn't have elite long speed, but it has not yet hurt him to a major extent. He's a phenomenal ball tracker. Um, It is rare, but when a defender is contesting a throw in his face, he remains unfazed and is able to look in the ball. He's shown the ability to play from the slot, and I fully believe he can play on the outside. And he's been using the backfield as a decoy, fair amount.
1: Boom, 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 boom. You know what I also kind of forgot about uh, with all of the offensive talk? Defensive pick at 26, before we move on to day three. Defensive pick at 26, do you agree or disagree that it would likely have to be a defensive lineman? I don't think that the Cowboys have been like, at least looking at their top 30 visits, for example, they have... Emmanuel Forbes in there as a as a third visit. They also have some of the defensive linemen and the linebackers. Who's who's who are some players that you think they would consider at twenty sixth on defense when it feels like they're approaching it within with an offensive mindset?
0: So that's the thing we have to take into account, is like what the Cowboys value. We know on the defensive line they love versatility. They also hate one techniques avoid them with the pl- like they're the plague they need depth at linebacker but not spending a first round pick on that they love tall lengthy corners and as you mentioned forbes is the only one that's really in conversation for round one i yeah, personally definitely. don't love him in round one but i mean if your board is wiped, maybe trade back and take him like mm-hmm. i wouldn't hate that but i mean Really, like, it depends on what you're looking at. Like, you're probably looking at an edge because there aren't many three techs that are worthy of being picked at 26. Like, all the good ones should be gone by 26 unless you're looking at Tuli Pulotu.
1: Who are we thinking about there? Like, who are those uh, three techniques that you're looking at, like, being gone? Obviously, Jalen Carter, but, like, what do you think about Brian Brisey, Kalijah Cansey? Are those the guys that you think are going to be gone?
0: So Jalen Carter will very much be gone. Um, yeah. For Z is a question mark. Like there's so much that goes into his evaluation that I don't have access to. Like his mentals, how he's handling his sister, his medicals. all that. I, like, I don't have access to, so I can't tell you. And I can't give you a well-informed opinion be like yes take this guy like i can only tell you what i see off film and what i see off film is he'd be worthy of the pick um can i'm quite lower on the most i have him as a third round player okay but... <laughs> you almost Are... apologized for it yeah <laughs> no, but uh he, he probably will be gone by 26 whether yeah. i agree with it or not different discussion but the players at three sec you're looking at being gone are Carter and Cancy. is the conversation. I think he will be there.
1: There you go. There you go. Hey, it's gonna be exciting. Uh 26th pick. Remember that uh you will be able to follow it live here on ADC Sports Dallas. Of course. Well, just a couple more questions, man, because I've taken enough of your time. Uh we've gone we've gone long here on the show, but Man, we we need to get the inside while we have it here on on the show. So, two questions for day three. Who who are some guys to watch out for based on what the Cowboys like, both defensively and offensively? You can give me a few names. Like, they obviously like, as you say, tall, lengthy corners, they like uh, the measurables when it comes to edge rushers. Who who are some guys that you're looking out for
0: in day three? So, Obvious name on day three, like he plays guard. You and I are both big fans of him. Antonio Maffi. Yes. Round four guy. Let's go. I'm fully on board with him. Um Island. Yes, sir. Uh, AT Perry at wide receiver would be interesting if he gets around four. He's quite tall. Not a bad option. At running back, Keaton Mitchell or Dwayne McBride out a uh, McBride is out of UAB. Mitchell's out of ECU.
1: The way McBride is my guy, man, because I, I I, am a big better of
0: UAB. <laughs> I was <laughs> last season, at least, yeah. Uh, Clayton Toon, developmental backup at QB out of Houston for Dak. And now my true sleepers, um, Nick Hampton, edge slash linebacker out of Bab State. Severely underrated prospect, in my opinion. Right. He has a plethora of pass rushing moves, attacks with a clear, concise plan of attack. High motor athlete, good player, or high motor player, good athlete, very good lateral mobility. Doesn't do the best. His best work gets a run, and he doesn't have elite explosiveness. Um, but I'm, I think John Owning recently came onto his film. He's like, "Holy crap, this guy's good!" I'm like, "Yeah, he's really good." Nice. I am very high on him. I gave him a second, and I know one scout in the league does have him as a second. A scout with an AFC North team. He's the one who told me to watch him, and I was not disappointed. There you go. He's very fun. And then my cornerback sleeper, Isaiah Bolden out of Jackson State. Um, I mocked him to the Cowboys a while back, but 6'2", 32-inch arm, so DQ guy. He ran a 4'3", 340-yard dash. He played a lot of nickel, and he has the hips to do so. He can flip, flip his hips and run with anyone. He has return ability, but Dane recently projected him as a safety in his guide, which I could see, but I would also be trying him out of corner first before I moved him.
1: Okay. All right, so I'll I'll get you out of here with one more question, Tyler, and that is Jake Moody, kicker out of Michigan in the fourth round because you're not getting him later in the fourth round. Give me your answer. Absolutely not. That, that is option A. Option B is could talk me into it. And option C is heck yeah,
0: let's do it. So, <laughs> admittedly, kicker tape is next to impossible to come around. So, as you can imagine, I have not watched kickers. Yep. So, I'm forced to rely on stat here. stats here. E- Michigan is in football <laughs> <laughs> school. Yeah, yeah, I had to put that, see, that up. Jake Moody's career percentage low was twenty five percent, but he only had four attempts that year. So there's caveat. Yep. Other than that, it was sixty six point seven percent and eighty two point nine this past year. He has never missed an extra point. With all that being said. I'll
1: do it for a five. All right. That 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 is fair, sir. That is fair. Well, we'll see if he is there. We'll see if he's there. I, I pulled up some of the standouts of the fourth round for the Cowboys over the last few years, and those are a lot of big time contributors, like Pollard, Schultz. Uh we had Dorrance Armstrong in there as well. Like these are these are legit players that the Cowboys are getting in the fourth round. So I have my doubts. I personally am for it. Let's get a kicker. Let's solve that problem. I don't see any other option. So give me him. But anyways, Tyler, thank you so much for taking the time and to be with me here on primetime. For those of you who are watching us right now, make sure that you check out his Twitter account over at Diabetic Tyler. And more importantly, what is pinned in his Twitter account. That is his 2023 NFL draft guide, the fourth ever for uh tyler browning so make sure you check it out on his twitter tyler thank you so much man for joining me
0: yeah of course thank you for having me it's always a pleasure
1: talking ball with you awesome and shout out to the people watching on facebook youtube and twitter ladies and gentlemen i will see you tomorrow night 8 p.m central and then i will see you again on wednesday and then we'll all enjoy the nfl draft uh each, each will enjoy it our way, right? You will get it here on ADC Sports Dallas, of course. I will be probably busy doing it in Spanish with my brother. So shout out to him as well. Uh, Prime time brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. Let's get out of here. Thank you, guys.